0: Hey everyone, it's Lindsay and Allie, and are you living with regrets?
1: Welcome to the Living with Regrets podcast. I was really far away trying to fix my bun in my hair. Um, Allie. Yes. You're losing your mind right now. Why? Why is that?
0: <laughs> Because I go to Taylor Swift in two days. Two days. When you guys hear it's this. It's like technically a day. Yeah. But like. When do you leave? A bay. A bay. A bay. A bay. We leave Friday morning, like okay. right away Friday morning. The concert is Friday night. Sure. So by the time you guys hear this, I will already have been to the concert. Like two weeks later. And died of happiness. So, RIP to me, this mm-hmm. is the last show I will be doing. <laughs>
1: she has always been a big Swiftie,
0: and I know that. And then
1: I remember the day the tickets were on sale and you were just, like, freaking losing it. It was awful. It It was terrible. That's
0: probably the worst day of my life. Even though I got them, best day, Mm -hmm. it was just awful. It was awful. It was rough. Uh, Yeah, Yeah. I'm excited to cry for a whole day straight. The whole week leading up to it, I've just been... I've been telling Lindsay I'm just so full of anxiety of, like, I'm excited to be there and see how things go. And, like, I don't... I'm also nervous for how disappointing every other concert will ever be now. Because <laughs> we have our little county fair like a month later. Yeah. I'm gonna be like, whoa. <laughs> that's
1: that's always we
0: where we have the most fun. <laughs> but yeah, so on our prompt episode, our next episode, I will have to inform you of how absolutely amazing it was and how mm-hmm. you need to get tickets to any of the shows that are across the seas. <laughs> yeah, when does she do that? Um, all of next year. Wow. She just opened like forty more stadium tours. You like go forty more overbeast? shows. Um, I asked Maddie if we should go to Paris, France, because she does one in Paris, and I'm like, that would just be legendary. I'm, I, I'll go. Okay. I'm not a Swifty, but I'll go. Okay, cool. (laughs) Glad you got that figured out. Perfect. And you have a new
1: addition to your family. We do. We have a kitten. Little kitten. I am not a huge cat person. I don't mind them. I'm just, mm. but, of course, I always say like, Sienna wanted one, and everybody's like, well, of course she did. She's a freaking little girl. uh, they all do. But Brock lit I want up. a unicorn. Yeah, literally. I want horses. My mom's like, good luck. Are you going to buy our horses someday? I'm like, I might. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Brock lit up because we had talked about it, but then I had gone to the town that the shelter's in for an appointment with Sienna um, and didn't tell Brock that we were getting it. So we came home and he lit up like a Christmas tree mm. and that made it more worth it. So
0: yeah. And she, she's been so cuddly with she, it. She's and... very tolerant. The cat. The, cat is. the cat is. The cat's
1: <laughs> tolerant of Sienna grabbing at her and, and all that. So, little June. Juniper. Juniper. She's a sweet girl. So, that's exciting, but Yay. I'm definitely more of a dog person. So, it's going to be an adjustment for me, but I will survive and I will not change cat litter. That's all. Brock.
0: Yay. Yay. Brock. Brock
1: go, Brock. Team Brock.
0: <laughs> all right. As we're getting into this next episode, I think it's important. We kind of skipped over this thought the last episode, but um, just reminding you guys that i'm we need help getting more traction mm-hmm. so making sure that you guys are sharing liking our posts whatnot um just to make it worth it for us to be able to do this right. i know we have a lot of not a lot but like we have quite a few dedicated Beautiful. listeners mm-hmm. and that are very we love loyal you so yes. much um but yeah just keeping the ball rolling keeping things moving and we can't have this podcast without people no like if and we don't get like, submissions, more regrets. Yeah, we, yeah. We we have nothing. <laughs> we're <Like>, not <done. laughs> We're sitting here talking
1: about nothing. Yeah, <laughs> unless you like that, we can do that. <laughs> yeah, we're good at that. We're good about yeah. talking um,
0: about. Well, There's
1: so many conversations we have. Like we had dinner tonight before this, and I'm like, we need to shut the fuck up and talk about this on the podcast because <laughs> it'll be entertaining. But, yes. Um, we get on here and we get a little stiff. I listen to us like our last episode. <laughs> that I listened to. I'm like, oh, cringe, because we're not that stiff and formal, but we're definitely. Still adjusting to I this, feel like so.
0: it's, like, a level of um, brain work. Oh, yeah. what is it? Like, just, like, the transparency that you have to get yes. through of, like, being comfortable being on screen, camera, now that we have a camera. And <laughs> once again, we're trying to do that, even though that's kind of just been trial and error for a little bit, so we'll see how that goes. But just, like, on listening to your own voice, and, like, once we get into it, it's a little bit more comfortable, but starting back up has just been kind of weird the again. The
1: first episode ever... You were just like, which I was too, but you, you blotch, you get your blotches when you get nervous. You were blotched the whole time and I was flushed. Like we were just like, what are we doing? How do we do this? We were so panicky about how to talk and how to start. So anyway, yeah. Are you in the market for a new home or trying to sell your own? Cook Real Estate is, without a doubt, your best option. And I would know. Emily's my agent. She helped Brock and I navigate purchasing our first home and then was there for us when it came time to sell and repurchase another new home a few years down the road. She has been selling homes now for nine years and has also has 20 years experience as a certified appraiser. Emily is able to help you determine the best asking price for the home you're trying to sell and knows exactly what to look for in a potential new home while helping you view it. For example, the home we just bought was a foreclosure, and if you're not familiar with how those work, it's buyer beware, because we don't get to be told anything about the home. Well, when Emily came to view the home with us, she discovered some fire damage in the basement that we had overlooked. It wasn't anything of concern and past inspection just fine, but it was something we were able to use as a bargaining chip against the bank to get a better deal, and we would have probably not had that if we hadn't had Emily on our side. Quite honestly, I could just go on and on about the information Emily has provided Brock and I since working with her for the first time four years ago, but we'd be here forever listening to it. What it boils down to, she goes above and beyond typical expectations of a real estate agent. If I had to choose some adjectives to describe Emily, they would be extremely
0: knowledgeable, resourceful, responsive, and thorough. Cook Real Estate serves Northeast Iowa with its main office location in West Union. So when you're ready to buy and or sell, do yourself a favor and hire Emily Cook, owner of Cook Real Estate. Visit her Facebook page, Cook Real Estate-Emily Cook, for her contact information. Again, search Cook Real Estate, K O C H on Facebook, or follow the link in our show notes. Okay, we should have Should we get into three. it? They're like, shut the hell up, bitches. It yeah, really, works. Really, stop.
1: <laughs> we have three for you tonight. Um, and you got the first one?
0: Yeah, I will read the first regret tonight. This is Allie. And it goes, following the prompt about regretting not speaking up when I should have, I was in college. Should I not read that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm laughing at myself because I'm like, gonna- Oh, I thought you were laughing because, <laughs> no, like, like, that part was in there. I in the camera, like... Mm, oh, okay, gonna... okay. Sorry, I just got confused. But I think this person is just like, all right, following that prompt episode about not speaking up when I should have... <laughs>
1: Sorry, I'll stop making faces
0: a right. little <laughs> All right. I was in college working full-time at a local pizza place for almost three years at this point and now in the assistant manager position. And a close friend of mine and coworker was suddenly fired for stealing boxes of cheese, like 25 pounds each. Oh, <laughs> Who does that? <laughs> she actually typed that out. I shouldn't say she. They typed that out. <laughs> we assume she's. We get a lot of she's, I feel like. but I'll tell you, no one. <laughs> she has been a loyal assistant manager for 10 years, and it wasn't just stealing the cheese type of person. It was a scam, and all of us other employees knew it. We were all taught how to fix the book's so our manager would get her monthly bonus. It was expected, that was clear. The regional manager loved our manager because our numbers were always good, and it made him look good, until it didn't. Someone looked closer, and someone had to take the fall, and the manager, of course, picked her. We were all shocked, and no one could believe it, but the regional manager and our manager told us that they had proof and that our friend was not what we thought she was. More shock. I sat there, frozen, quietly. For two weeks, I came to work I came to work my four days opposite my school schedule, going through the motions, listening to the talk about my friend. I tried to call her at first, and we did talk once, and she swore she did nothing. But not once did I speak up for her. I regret that. She deserved an advocate. That broke her. Instead, I told my manager that I would be leaving in six months to start training for a new assistant manager. She didn't. Oh, to start training. Like, the person should start training for a new assistant manager. Sorry, I read that kind (laughs) of wrong. She didn't, and when I left, I took 10 employees with me. Hell yes. I love that. (laughs) She was shorthanded for sure. This wasn't my intent, but I think the others were looking for someone to stand up for my friend, and they used that as a statement. I should have said that I was leaving because I couldn't work in a dishonest environment with a money-hungry, self-serving bitch, but I didn't. I really regret that. Trust me, I am more vocal today. <laughs> As we see here.
1: <laughs> As we see. That Ooh. is just such a tough position. That's to be exactly in. what
0: I was thinking. What a tough spot to like have to be in for a work situation too. Like that's that's hard.
1: I, I just feel that like disappointment in yourself. And it's so frustrating to feel that because there have been many times where I feel like I should have stuck up for myself or what I believed in, and I didn't. And mm-hmm. I'm so like, to this day, I think about it, and i like, oh, like, my stomach drops, and you just are so regretful and upset about that.
0: Yeah. Especially when it comes to someone that you thought was your friend, and then you're trying to believe you're, you're,
1: right. you're obviously supposed to the
0: superior, yep. and in reality here, it, the hard thing is, is when you knew something was going on behind the scenes, that it probably wasn't your friend anyways. Right. As you said, like, you kind of had that feeling that it wasn't, but it's, it's one of those hard barriers of, like... It's an ethics thing. And what are you ethical, if you were or are you wrong? Not?
1: Yeah, what that too. If you were wrong, and your friend truly—I mean, mm-hmm. obviously—it's a little ridiculous, situ- like of a situation for someone to actually <laughs> do something like that. But if you were to put yourself, and you have to think about your finances finances why well, did I to say like your finances your your well-being things like that you need a career and you need a job it's not so easy to just walk out because you don't like don't agree you you rely on that paycheck maybe if there are benefits involved things like that you can't just shut the door on it that easily
0: but I agree it like eats away at you if you have to go to work uh-huh. for four you know four days a week opposite your school schedule and have to work in this environment and just have that like Almost tiptoey feeling. Oh, yeah. You don't know that. eggshells That's shells. so much. Good for you for being becoming more vocal. Obviously, by just sending this in, it's mm-hmm. you're getting it off your chest. I say I hope awesome. we helped you
1: scream. Yes, <laughs> scream it out. I keep yawning. I am sorry, and I don't have no right because you are like the pregnancy tired right now. You're the one with the drive home. It's late at night, and I need to shut the fuck up so we can keep moving. Okay, Andy took a nap today. I know. Screw you. I don't know why I do not nap. <sighs> I want not nap. And I woke up. My kid napped too long because of my nap. So anyway, next. Anyways, second regret is read by Lindsay. I'm in my late twenties, female, and have been dating the ga- sa- game. game. Have <laughs> <Game, laughs> been dating the same guy for six years now. When we started dating, I was going through a lot of emotional crap and ended up with depression. He was my escape from reality. I tried to be the person I thought I was supposed to be instead of getting help for my depression and what turned into anxiety. After two years of dating and living together for one, we got up and moved because of a job opportunity that was too hard to pass up. This ended up being COVID year and my job got shut down. Once we moved, he kept working and spending time with new friends and I stayed home, not knowing how to make adult friends outside of a meeting at work. This sent my depression into a hard downward spiral and things got very strained between us. I figured after I got a job here that things would pick up since I would have something to do again. But it didn't. A year and a half, I finally did the hard thing and got medicine for my depression and anxiety. I no longer feel like I have to be a certain type and hide my goofy slash crazy self. Our relationship is so much better and stronger and I feel like we have bonded and grown so much closer since getting on the medicine. Long story short, I regret not doing what I needed to for my mental health at a younger age. Eighteen year old me would be so damn proud of how far I've come and how my life is going.
0: Okay, I actually saw um an influencer that I follow on social media. Obviously, an influencer. But <laughs> um, she on was social media. <laughs> she was talking about how she went through she went through a Kind of the same situation, moved with a boyfriend, had a couple of life changes, and has been someone that's battled with anxiety her whole life. And she finally decided to get on medicine after battling it forever and was on it for a couple of years or so, went through a really hard breakup, got a new boyfriend, and things were like going or are Mm -hmm. currently still going amazing with him. And so she got to the point where she felt good and felt better and was like, okay, I'm going to try to get off the medication. And got off the medication and now has said, like, she starts, she's been feeling the anxiety creeping back in. Well, she went to her therapist and was talking to her therapist about it. And her therapist told her, it was working. Your medication was making you feel better. You were taking the right dosage, you know, whatever. Why would you stop what was making you feel better? She, she was like, Ex- for example, if you go on a diet and you get really fit and you like how you're looking and how you're feeling and you're feeling healthy... Would you, once you get to that point, would you just quit your diet or would you continue it to help right. yourself? And she goes, well, why would you quit it? That doesn't make sense. And she's like, exactly. Like, the medication was helping you. You yep. were to the point you needed to be at, which is amazing for this person. And she just said, like, it's really hard to decide within yourself of, like, I have a chemical imbalance and I'm just going to have to be on anxiety medication in my life. Like, it's a, it's a medicine exactly. I have to be on. Yeah, like thyroid or mm-hmm. whatever else. Exactly. Same thing. Like, if you yeah. were going through treatments for anything you wouldn't just stop that if you were feeling a little bit better Mm -hmm.
1: and devil's advocate with that is i know someone actually who struggled with and i wouldn't say it was necessarily severe like concerns about self-harm or anything but um this person got off of it when they were put in a better situation and they felt better Mm. so that's i think a thing too is to think is it the chemical imbalance or is it situational yes because this person was in a this <laughs> <laughs> person was in a rough situation, and then once they were out of it, mm-hmm. they got off the medication, and it it was a little rough coming off, from my understanding from them. But they um, they were totally fine once, once they got and, and felt situated better. again. Yep, yep. And I think so. that's
0: awesome when people can have the realization. Like I've had a lot of anxieties lately, but for me I I know internally that they're situational because it's Mm -hmm. not a normal amount of anxiety that I normally feel. Absolutely. But I could tell like if I was having this feeling all the time, I would have to do something because it it literally just sits there and you can just feel it. And it's so different And and like this person
1: who is like consistently not going out, not interacting Mm -hmm. with other people, feeling like a burden, feeling like this, and then to have that shift. And I see it with students at school. They They're on certain medications, whether it be for, like, ADHD or anything like that, and they have these really positive shifts, and sometimes it's trial and error with getting Mm -hmm. the perfect dosage, the perfect remedy or whatever. Mm -hmm. So medication is getting a bad rep lately, and I'm kind of on top of that. Like, I hate it. In the sense that it's getting thrown at people. Yes, like, for oh, no- you're having
0: issues? Here, try this. Oh, Like, yes. it's not even discussed. It's not, nope. you know, it's just, especially kids, like, growing bodies. I It tried know, to be
1: given ugh. to me anxiety, depression, medication when I was, like, 15. Right. Because I started fighting with my mom. And I will say my mom Normal and I, age. Right. We fought pretty rough because I was an only child, and I think that we we fought harder because she was my person to fight with. I didn't have a sibling to fight with. Mm-hmm. But... If I would have been put on medication for that, that would have been terrible. Right I at know, the time, it's literally it. just that age. I feel like oh, it like right. just it was situational. It just yes. was it was it, I was being defiant. I was being an asshole. I'll admit it now. <laughs> but but yeah, they wanted and my mom actually was like no, like she was the one that put her foot down. That's awesome. So. I think it really can depend. I think you have to make that decision for yourself. But as for this person specifically, I'm so grateful that it helps you and that you're able to live a normal life because Absolutely. I can't imagine. <laughs> it's so easy for me to sit here and, like, lecture about, like, wow, I'm about <laughs> or anybody for that matter. But if this is what's working for you, then it's what's working for you, and it's nobody else's business no. if you're on
0: medication Very. or not or anything else in between. Yeah. And like you said, like, your 18-year-old self would be so damn proud of how mm-hmm. far you've come. Like, that's just that right there is so great Yep. so happy yay good for you all right now that we're off of that little tangent (laughs) all right our third regret tonight I've had so many regrets over this past year but the one that sticks out to me the most was my self-harm phase the way it completely changed my life was insane I look down at my scars every day and just look in the mirror and tell myself wow you are so strong the way I look at things is you can run from them or learn from them, and this was a situation I learned from. From the age of 12 to 14, I was in the lowest stage I've ever been in in my entire life. I went through dealing with personal issues, relationship issues, and friend issues. I was always the girl in school, in school who kept to herself and said very few words to anyone. I eventually started thinking to myself I was always the problem. No one did anything wrong but me. This is when the self-harm start, started. I would cut myself and just think, you know, what, what is the point anymore? Nothing. But there was this one person specifically who you both know who helped me save myself without even realizing it. This person is Lindsay. Yes, Lindsay, I'm talking about you, my school counselor. You may know who I am and you may not. Thank you for helping me realize who I am as a person and who I've become over the past couple months of you helping me through some of the toughest times of my entire life. You truly saved me. I'm currently four months clean yay. yay, and plan on sticking to that, staying clean. Thank you, Lindsay, for everything that you have done for me. I won't lie. I do have a little lump in my throat. <laughs> this student came to me and said, I wrote into
1: your podcast. So I was curious, and I have read this. The first couple times I read it, I teared up and had a couple tears. Um, but it, it, it just tells me why my job is worth it because this student keep in mind i'm a middle school counselor this student is well i was i have a new job now because i moved (laughs) um this student is a middle schooler Mm -hmm. who is feeling the need to harm themselves over things happening in life when they haven't even really started
0: living i was gonna say that
1: Like, and it's so sad, but you know, and this isn't like degrading my student or anybody of that age range, because at that time I thought that was it. I was going to marry that boyfriend. I was going to this, and and this is all that matters in life. And it absolutely could happen, I guess, but it also isn't the end. And for them, it's so sad that they feel the need to turn to no other option, but but to hurt themselves. Mm -hmm. So, and, and... again i know what who what, who this student is they approached me she's fabulous she is so cool like someone i had to be very careful to draw that line of like counselor versus friend, friend. because i could <laughs> so easily hang out with this person and it just makes me sad that people around her who were and, and i'm not saying this student was perfect in many means either but like people around her were causing her all this grief when in reality she was doing most of the things right and and being working toward being successful and it was just the the, excuse me the environment she was in.
0: Yeah, and I think it's hard I mean, going through the hormones at that age. Mm -hmm. I think that's like what you said, where you were very mean to your mom. I was also awful to my mom Mm -hmm. and I was the first girl in my family and so she hadn't been dealing with any of that ever. Yeah. And I remember specifically, like, yelling at her that I hated her and I never wanted to see her again and, like, going to my room and slamming my door. Like, I mm-hmm. had, I went through, like, not necessarily this situation, but the same situation of feeling just that, like, really, the really strong emotions mm-hmm. and not knowing what to do with them because at right. that age you don't know. You You're don't so know what your flicked. coping skills are yeah. unless you have an amazing counselor that can help you through them. But And I think that that's been a, a huge up-and-coming thing is, like, mental health is obviously very important and now counselors are getting trained and becoming mental health specialists and stuff, which is amazing. But when we were at that age, we didn't ha- like, our counselors didn't really have that training, Mm-mm. wasn't talked about as much. And so I'm just so grateful that somebody like you is out there to be able to express that to the kids of like, there Thank are, you. <laughs> there that's are amazing. options. There are ways to get through hard times without um, getting to that.
1: And that's, that point. that's just the thing is, There's so many counselors quitting because it's getting so hard. And, like, I will say straight up, and I'll tell anybody who listens to me, I don't love how school systems are run. No, I don't love how school systems are run. I think there's great things about schools. Um, I know there's, like, a big thing right now, like, with homeschooling. And if you homeschool, that's great. Part of me wishes I had the ability to do that. Maybe I could someday. I don't know. But, you know, this. like, uh, I will never... Let a school teach my kids about sex. First of all, <laughs> that's fine if you feel that way. I hope you are, though, Right at home. Because, uh, quite honestly, I don't know if I'll sign my kid up for that talk. Mm-hmm. I'd rather do it, personally. Mm-hmm. That's fine, but that's exactly it. You have the choice. The schools aren't there, like, yanking kids into the library one Tuesday afternoon and forcing this down their throats. They have to have parental per- permission, Da, da 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 da. If you're not comfortable with it, fine. Right. So I had to give that talk this year, and both sex and um, puberty. And we had kids who didn't attend, and that's fine. But yeah, I'll be the first to say I don't love how the school system does run some things and the expectations and the idealistic way that things are 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 at right now. But people are leaving because students are so their mental health is so bad we can't even get academics done mm-hmm. and the amount of parents i had angry at me this year simply because i tried to help their child mm-hmm. and i'm getting calls and called names and everything and i understand mama bears and things like that but it's like fuck. like this is why people are leaving mm-hmm. is because we're being we're working so hard in this broken system to just make one good thing come out of it and then we get our asses chewed for trying and it, It's just nuts. It's a cesspool.
0: And I just can't understand how... I understand the age limit is hard. Like, it's always like, okay, at what age do I want to teach my child these certain things? But your children being educated, in my opinion, knowledge is power. Mm -hmm. If they have the knowledge about what is going on with their bodies, they're going to know. Oh, I'm getting my period. I'm hormonal. I'm probably going to be maybe a little bit more aggressive or meaner. Like that's just what yeah. my body is doing right now because my hormone levels are fluctuating. Yeah. If you don't know that and you're all of a sudden like yelling at someone and you don't know to regulate it, mm-hmm. how how are girls supposed
1: to know that? Well, who oh God? And I can same just get thing.
0: Into this. <laughs> same thing with self harm and mental health and yes. stuff. I know there are some people that are like, oh, that's stupid. Why are they teaching kids that in school? Da da da. Whatever. But, like i said knowledge is power who else is going to if you have the coping skills in order to help why wouldn't you give why wouldn't you want my your kids to other have other argument
1: about this my other argument about this is
0: do you know what they are seeing on the internet exactly
1: like they apps again <laughs> <laughs> they are seeing disgusting things out there so for you to be upset with a school who again has to have your permission to
0: teach these things And to remind you, what there's, let's say you don't give your kid a phone until they're in high school, Mm -hmm. which is very rare these days, right? The things that they are hearing on the bus. Oh yeah, it's not any better. Well, that, but like half of it isn't even true. No. And so then they're learning wrong things. Mm -hmm. So then they have no knowledge to even say like like. I guess in my head, this is my old job coming through of like vaping. Mm -hmm. Like the kids don't know how unsafe it is because all they hear on the bus is that it's cool and awesome because their parents haven't taught it to them at home. No, but then they're mad when when they get caught with it.
1: Yeah. And and dangerous. We I had my old school. There were students eating the jewel pods. Oh god! They were swallowing. That's so toxic. The fact mm. that they are still alive is amazing. Right. So it it is. And again, the parents were like, "Whoa!" and we're just like, I don't I don't know. Know. "Educate your kid." <laughs> <head. laughs> no, God. But it is. It's just it's an evolving world, and you have to make the decisions you want for your children. But. School counselors are getting shit on. Schools, yeah. in general, are getting shit on lately. such a fight. Because no one's taking care of their kids, and then they expect us to take care of their kids for them. And then when we take care of their kids for them, they're mad at us for taking care of their kids. So <laughs> that is the cycle. So, it um, going back to the student, I know you know who you are, and I know who you are, and I love you, and I hope your summer's going well. Um, and also, I can I just say... Doing well.
0: I literally have no clue who this is, and Lindsay will not be telling me who this is because it doesn't matter. I don't know the kid, but I'm so damn proud of you. <laughs> like, just to be able to type this up and send it into something like this, like mm-hmm. that's amazing. She's a fabulous human. You've got guts, girlfriend. Yeah. You're going to go far. You, you got You are
1: it. better than what you have had happen to you. Just remember that. If you, nothing else sticks with you that we've ever talked about. Just remember that. So, I miss you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. So those were our three... Um, regrets tonight. A re- reminder that our next episode will be a prompt episode. Mm-hmm. What is our prompt, Fancy? Oh,
1: me. Okay. <laughs> Tell us about an embarrassing moment you regret. Something like we used examples of getting walked in on, like walked in on, um, or sending like a text message to the wrong person or anything like that.
0: Uh, these will be read in our 13th episode on July 10th, so you have probably until the end of this week to get those submissions turned in for us to be able to record ahead of time.
1: Unfortunately, we are at the age where we are busy humans, um, and now we live
0: half an hour away.
1: What was that? Half an hour away. So just a reminder that we will always do our best to get content out. Please be patient with us, especially now with little baby coming. Um, I have might
0: just have to batch record some yeah a couple of nights a week or something just to kind of be able to have content to get out to you guys But I also
1: hate that I mean the setups at my house and you're driving Mm -hmm. half an hour one way and late at night after a full day work like I don't like that for you and my baby (laughs) so um (laughs) we're gonna do our best but we do have like again we're at that age where we have weddings on the weekend we have my kiddo's birthday party's coming up, vacations, you're going to have dance starting soon, Yep. school year's coming back. I mean, it's it's going to get busy and we're going to do our best because we are committed to this. But again, just a reminder that we are humans, we're busy humans, and we want to do this because we love it and we love you guys. But um, yeah, give us a little grace. We're going to try to be regular, as regular mm-hmm. as we can. Monday mornings. Yeah. No specific time because...
0: <laughs> How do we even do that again? <laughs> I don't remember.
1: Yeah, we'll figure it out. <laughs>
0: All right, so a reminder for our submissions, you can send them to our email, theregretspodcasts at gmail.com, or our completely anonymous Google form. We have attached both of those links in the show notes and on all of our social pages. And speaking of those
1: social pages, we have a Facebook and an Instagram. We are pretty um, regular on those, Living With Regrets And we will be hopefully getting our TikTok page officially up and running, but if you listen to episode 11, you know why we are a little slow on that, because my basement flooded and I hate this house. (laughs) Um, But that also will be Living With Regrets, or at Living With Regrets. Regrets is spelled R-E-G-R-E-T-T-E-S. I will probably stop saying that eventually, because look at the title, you idiots.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right, taking us out. Regretfully yours, Lindsay and Allie.